Nice. Thanks. One for the collection. Uh, <laughs> got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Welcome to the Cryptonics Podcast, hosted by Flog and Circeanic. This episode was recorded in June of 2019. Music is by Kevin McLeod at acompetech.com. I want a cute little cacti. Can they exist here? Is it is it too cold here? No, I think it's fine. I mean... I, I wouldn't keep them on the balcony, especially if it is wintertime here. No, I would keep my little boy inside with me, like the yeah. little cacti boy. I don't know. Just don't put them on the balcony. I think you're fine. Uh, plenty, I know plenty of people of succulents and cactuses and plenty of different varieties, so you're fine to grow oh. them. Okay, I want one. I should. I feel like I should find a nursery. Now I feel like going to plant nurseries is like adopting a rescue plant. Basically, it's basically like going and adopting. Actually, not an even animal. a rescue plant, but like it's like going in and like adopting from like the breeder. <gasps> Would that make going to places like Home Depot or like places that don't necessarily take care of their plants properly? Would that be like rescuing plants? It, it'd be like in um. What am I trying to think of old old days when there were like orphanages and you could just go and like pick up a a really sad looking child from an orphanage. Like a really rundown, poorly treated child. Yeah. Like um But with plants. Who am I thinking of? The the can can I have some Oliver Twist? Is oh, that, can I can have, I have some, some more? more? That's what it's like when you when you see sad little plants at home. Yeah. Depot. Rescue your plants. The sad succulents who get watered every single day when they only need to be watered like once a month. <gasps> no, they're drowning. That's, I'm pretty sure that's how I've killed every single other plant I've had. Is <gasps> no, you drown yeah. them. You're waterboarding your plants. Hopefully saying that out loud is enough for these plants on my windowsill to fight for their lives. But this could be their ticket out. What do you mean? I don't know. Is <laughs> <laughs> that <sounded> very ominous? <laughs> I'm like the plant witch. Oh, don't kill my plants. I'm so excited to learn about how plants hate us. Well, you ready to get learned? Yep. So, this is a dual topic for this podcast. And what we're starting is with this conspiracy that plants can feel. Because, like, we basically, we see plants as, like, decorations, right? Like, well, whenever they're my you friends. Th- Are they, though? We give them hugs and give them, and talk to them and give them love. Well, you're probably kinder to your plants than most people are about their plants. I mean, I still kill them, but it's not on purpose, I promise. <laughs> well, good news! They can feel their deaths. No! (laughs) Probably, anyway. I don't need anything else in this world to feel guilty about, please. Basically, talking about whether or not plants have personality or, like, plants have life. Alive. Really alive. Mm -hmm. There have already been, like, popularized studies that have come out for, like, plants reacting to music, growing during classical music, or not growing during metal music. Interesting. Wait, so can I blame my plants dying on the music? that we played on our speakers potentially during their life because no that's okay okay because they haven't really been founded well the studies on music haven't really had much founding or much backing 
Mm, okay, okay. For plants specifically, it isn't necessarily about the, the type of music that's being played or what the sound is, but rather what the sound is itself. When it comes to sound for plants, there was two researchers named like Apple and Cocroft or something that conducted an experiment where they basically recorded a bunch of caterpillars like munching on leaves and they recorded that sound because that's what the plants like natural herbivore enemy kind of is. They played those recordings of like the caterpillars munching to the plants and they found that the plants that heard the recordings had the same chemical reactions as if they were actually being eaten by those caterpillars. Wait, I might have very briefly heard about this in the past at some point. That's fucking wild. Yeah, they actually had the same chemical response where they flood their leaves with chemical defenses to ward off the attackers, but there was nothing attacking it. They just heard the sound of the caterpillars munching on their leaves. What? But how? Do they have ears? They don't. So that's the thing with, like, people is that we, we often associate hearing with ears, smelling with noses, seeing with eyes but that isn't necessarily the only way that you can experience sensory reactions we can grasp that they can percept their own kind of sound they can smell in like specific instances but they can also see in a lot of ways too we have eyes to see right so we have more depth to our sight we can see color we can see more than shape we can see in complexity right Mm -hmm. but how plants see isn't in the same way as as us in itself it's more complicated too but in its own way Mm -hmm. so we have photoreceptors and those photoreceptors are what allows us to perceive light right Mm -hmm. and how light works we have about like four photoreceptors Mm -hmm. plants can possess up to 11 different kinds of photoreceptors And so how they see light is so much more defined than how we see light. It's so much more complex. So we don't even know what they see, but they can see much more depth to light than we can. Interesting. I wonder what that would actually end up looking like to the plant. Like, I know that there's maybe no way to know that. Maybe one day technology will be able to, unless we have something now that can tell, but... I think, honestly, the only people that can understand even slightly what plants can see are people that are blind. They can still see variations of light, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, there's different depths. Like, they can see shapes. They can see whether or not light is fully coming through something. Like, And even then, there's different degrees and variations to blindness. But someone that's blind and has to rely, like, mostly on their other senses and on their photoreceptors for what Mm -hmm. they actually see they would have a better understanding of what a plant can actually see, which is fucking dope. It's like plant vision. <laughs> it's like um in The Sims when you can make plant people. Yeah, that's what the plant people would see. They're all green and they have spores that come out of them instead of like having traditional children or something like that. I play a lot of The Sims. I don't play enough of The Sims. It makes sense because if you think about it, like plants have a different priority than we do. So we need to hear everything around us so we can be 
protected. We have to see everything around us so we can function and like get the food that we need and hunt for the food that we need or gather the food we need, right? Like Mm -hmm. we need these more complex systems, but plants have their own sensory systems to defend themselves, to just last, outlast basically anything that attacks them and like kills off anything that attacks them because they can't move, they're rooted. And they see what they need to because light for a plant is more than like light. It's food for them. And so they're seeing the best way to achieve their food. And they have goals, basically. They have goals to feed themselves and keep themselves alive. And their senses are around those goals and those priorities. Mm -hmm. So like plants can make goals. (laughs) They have wants and needs. And that's kind of how plants are. They don't have ears in the biological sense. They don't have ears. Yeah. But somehow these plants can still differentiate every sound that happens around them from the specific sound of the caterpillars that commonly eat their leaves and react to it chemically. Oh my so god. So they can they can hear. This podcast is gonna turn me into that crazy lady that sings to her plants to make Oh to girl, it breath. goes deep. It goes so <laughs> deep. Like I'm gonna be that person now. Just you fucking wait. You're gonna go full Jenna Marbles, oh, dude. No. I mean I, that's not a bad thing. All of us are gonna end up going in that direction because I learned today that plants are they got their own shit going on. So not only can they hear, but there have been studies and like research done that they can hear approaching insects and some of them can like smell them. And if they can't smell them, then otherwise they can smell like volatile signals released by other plants as a response to them. So what that means is basically they can either hear themselves that something is coming, that something is approaching to attack them. Or if they can't hear that they are in danger, they can actually smell specific odors and have a chemical reaction to that. In 2006, there was a study with a plant known as the daughter vine, and it actually sniffs out a potential host, wiggles through the air before uh, coiling around that host and like extracting all of its nutrients. What? Like, what kind of host are we talking about? Like, a, a people host or, like... No, not like plant? a people host. Like, other... Okay. Yeah, like other plant life. I got a little worried for a second there. Don't worry. It's not going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, like, sniffs out what a potential host could be. Mm-hmm. Now, an even bigger research was with tomato plants. Tomato plants that have been damaged by an herbivorous insect or anything like that, had its leaves eaten. Mm -hmm. It actually emits an airborne chemical that warns other tomato plants near them that they're being attacked. There was a study done with cutworm larvae because those are like the common insects to go after tomato plants. And so what they did is they set up an experiment with controlled airflow And they put the larva on one tomato plant and controlled Mm -hmm. the airway to other tomato plants. And the plants that were exposed to the odor from the the one tomato plant that had the larva on it actually began to build up a chemical 
to resist a subsequent attack. Like, they basically prepared for the next attack. The cutworm larvae were then placed onto the next plant that was in an immediate proximity to the plant that was being attacked, and they found that the cutworm larvae that were placed on plants that were exposed to only three days of that odor uh, showed significantly reduced growth and increased mortality compared to the larvae that were placed on the original, like, unexposed control plants. What? That's crazy. So only three days, those plants in three days smelling the odor from the control plant being attacked developed enough of like a chemical in itself to reduce the size that the larva grew and increase their death rate. Like it was increasing the amount of nutrients or the type of nutrients that was in its leaf or something. So it was affecting the biology of the pests. So what it was is it's a chemical compound that's really long and I don't know how to say it, but they call <laughs> it uh, they call it hexvic. Oh. When they actually experimented with that chemical from the tomato plant. Mm-hmm. So the chemical that they make when plants are exposed to an odor from the damaged plants, they add highly uh, elevated levels of hexvic. And so they extracted that from the tomato plants and then created an artificial diet laced with the hexvic. And when they gave it to cutworms with like a laced diet versus cutworms that had like a normal diet, those ones also showed significantly like reduced growth rate and higher mortality. Huh. It's that chemical that they're building up. So just by smelling a tomato plant being attacked, other tomato plants in that area begin to build up like wildfire, right? Like inside themselves. That's so crazy. They know. They still have parts of them get attacked, right? But Mm -hmm. they kill everything around it more. Yeah, because eventually they'll die and then hopefully some part of the plant will have survived and it's enough that the plant can continue to be alive (laughs) and not be dead. And not be dead because it's killed the things that's attacking it. Yeah. And that's after three days of being ex- exposed to an odor. So that says that that plants can smell. Certain species of, of plants can smell certain things. So mm-hmm. another sense. This is going to be like the sixth sense, but instead of discovering that you can see dead people, you're just discovering that plants can see you, you know? Yeah. Plants are fucking crazy, too. That chemical change that they've made is not their only defense. They can defend themselves really fucking well with, like, thorns, things on them that hurt us, like, stinging nettle and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's other ones that do this fucking crazy, like, bioterrorism. An assaulted plant can release chemical toxins, feeding deterrents, and it can do airborne compounds that attract the natural enemies of some of, like, the insects that eat them damn that's sneaky yeah so like there are some plants that emit something that attracts like parasitic wasps that lay their egg in caterpillars holy fuck man yeah that's like secret agent shit fucking plants are like sneaky motherfuckers (laughs) they're fucking wild no pun intended (laughs) i think another thing that's really important while it's not a sense that like you can use to feel something right but Mm -hmm. it's important is communication we're -hmm. super social creatures so i think we don't really think anything is really alive unless it can communicate like if it can't communicate to us it's not alive right but they do oh i want my plant babies to say that they love me back 
So I, I haven't gone into research that on whether or not, like, they can understand that someone is caring for them and grow attached to, like, a person or anything. Right. But think back to the tomato plants. Mm-hmm. The one that's being attacked can't help itself. Mm-hmm. It excretes that air, that aroma, that odor or whatever, for the other plants to know that they might be attacked soon and that they can prepare so that they can make sure they outlive it. Right. That's communication. They're telling their friends, hey, guys, watch out. I'm tanking this, but, like, it might come to you soon, dog. Because the purpose of that odor is just purely to warn the other plants. Uh, the other like plants. It, yeah. Like you said, it doesn't do anything for itself. No, and they don't even, like, they're not planted in the same soil. They're not, like, planted in the same potter. Like, mm-hmm. they can be totally different independent plants, dog. Mm-hmm. And, like, tomato plants are like, yo, I'm being attacked, homie. Watch out. Protect yourself. Well, that makes me sad for the tomato plants that I tried to grow on my balcony. I'm sure that those plants were just unhappy for their entire lives. And I feel really, really guilty now about letting them all. Plants can feel, man. I think another thing where we don't really associate something as being alive is unless it has a brain. Mm -hmm. Right? So even like people, right? When people get significant brain loss, we don't typically see that person is alive anymore. Mm -hmm. The brain is a very, very vital part of what makes us, us. Mm -hmm. And so I think unless something has a brain, we can't really see it as being really alive. In 2014, there was a team in Switzerland that showed that when a caterpillar attacks a specific plant it triggers a wave of electrical activity. This signaling or activity is done by molecules called glutamate receptors. It's the most important neurotransmitter for our nervous system to tell like our arms to do what they have to do and to tell our legs to move. All of that kind of stuff is done with your glutamate. Oh, so we have it too. It's not just a plant. We have it too. It's not a plant thing. Mm -hmm. Plants have that same transmitter. But they don't have a central nervous system. So they have the same triggers. They have the same brain activity that we do to do all of our movement and whatnot. But they don't have a central nervous system that actually moves anything. And like in summarization, they basically have like brain activity. This exact research that was done, and it was done in Switzerland in 2014, this research just experimenting with neurotransmitting and what plants can actually like feel Mm -hmm. and what kind of signaling they are doing has brought about a brand new way of thinking about like plant intelligence and the electrical signaling in this like research was one of the key factors in the birth of plant neurobiology is that like something that's that's super niche that's being researched at like one place or are there multiple places do you know that so i don't know how heavily it's being researched or like how many people or where or anything a lot of it seems to be coming from switzerland and because of that like they're they're researching plant memory learning and problem solving to like watch and see what kind of actual intelligence plants have because like they've adapted they've changed they evolved the same that we do right and so this way of thinking has even led to like lawmakers in switzerland setting guidelines designed to protect the dignity of plants 
What? That's crazy. Because we're finding that plants can see, plants can smell, plants can hear, plants have the same reactions to us, like, and the same reactions that we do to things, Mm -hmm. and potentially may have plant intelligence. I hope one day that we can talk to them and get their opinion. Oh, dude, they like fuck humans, man. Like we destroy plants. We tear down like forests. Like I have a plant dying in my fucking kitchen that I feel terrible now. I feel so bad for that plant. I can't believe I took on the ownership of it. I thought I could handle a plant. Now I feel like I'm like letting down a living, breathing. Like I, I don't know. I feel so much guilt for that plant right now. You need to go hug that plant. I honestly, I pet it earlier. I don't know. I don't think that would help, but I pet it. Now through this podcast, you know that like plants have a lot more feeling than we realize and behavior. Mm -hmm. And like plants, if you think about it, much like humans or like any other creature that can feel, plants fight for their territory. They Mm -hmm. seek out food. They Mm -hmm. evade predators, they communicate danger to their own species, and they trap their own prey. That's Mm -hmm. just as alive as any other, like, animal, and they exhibit behavior. But, like, a lot of it is also difficult to see because they grow so much slower, and they move so much slower. There's time-lapse videos of plants that you can find where, like, they look like they're alive because you can see, like, their movement. Like, when you speed them up, Mm -hmm. you can see their actual movement. They are just, they're slow animals. They're very slow animals. Like, sloths, but slower. (laughs) Plants, man! (laughs) Now I'm gonna, like, say nice things to my plants more often. I'm so anxious for them because I've only had them for, like, a couple weeks. But because I've only had them for a couple weeks, I can't tell if it's like I can't tell if they're dying yet. And I just want to know if they're dying. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't have the patience to wait like even a full month of like owning them to know whether or not they're dying. Like I need to know right now. Well, the one in my kitchen has got to hate me because like I can reach it and I can water it. But every time I water it, water spills like over everything else and like down and onto my countertop and then soil uh, pushes yeah. out onto my countertop. And like it, I'm also I'm five foot one and three quarters. So like I have I kind of have to reach for it because it's like by the windowsill. So I have to like kind of climb on my counter a little bit, pull it down, mm-hmm. water it. Then I have to put it back, wipe it down because it got all wet for me watering it and then wipe down the countertop. And it's a whole friggin thing i just want it to be in the pot not out of it you should just get a cute little tray for it then like a cute little easy to move tray that you can put like other little cute things on maybe if you wanted and then yeah, it but then that's the even water. heavier for me to pull down i guess that's true yeah i didn't think about that i'm not like i'm not that like i'm strong but i'm not like that strong we need to find someone that you can just call like the rock just come in <laughs> I just need a slightly taller person around the house, please, yeah. that can water my plant and reach things for me and go to uh, haunted corn mazes and <laughs> haunted houses with me <laughs> and we're watch Blair Witch with me. <laughs> no, no, we're not taking applications. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, but uh, plants aren't, you know all that much of a pushover there's a bunch of plants that can actually like significantly harm or kill humans damn i believe it 
Well, you should, because I'm about to tell you a bunch of them. <laughs> That's segment two of this podcast. Plants that can kill you. Ooh, <laughs> or, I like the sound of this segment. There's a plant that makes poison ivy seem like a trip to the beach. <laughs> it's uh, the giant hogweed, which was discovered in like rural Michigan. And it was actually like removed by the local health department. It causes blisters, scars, and permanent blindness if it gets in your eyes. Holy shit. Yeah, it makes you blind. That's fucking metal. And scars and, like, blisters. Does it have, like, a flower that it uses to, like, deposit something? Or is it just, like, a... No, it's like an ivy. Oh. Such it can fuck you up. So Michigan travel safety status undetermined. Watch out. Travel at your own risk. Deadly plant. Yes, potentially. Watch out. There's different ivies, right? Like, the ivy family seems to just be a big fuck you to humans. <laughs> like, straight up big fuck you. Yeah. Because, like, poison ivy is common enough and, like, shitty enough that, like, there's rhymes to help you remember. Leave it be if it has leaves of three. There's a cousin of poison ivy called poison oak. Uh, it has, like, leaves of three, just like ivy does the poison ivy Mm -hmm. but they're all like ripply and stuff so they look like oak leaves so you wouldn't necessarily look at it and think that it's poison ivy but it's obviously not attached to an oak tree right like is it it's obvious it's on a vine or something right or probably but like if you're only seeing a small portion of it or like yeah that's true you just don't know and then there's poison sumac which also just like looks like a normal kind of like tree it looks like the common and like harmless type of sumac but poison sumac primarily grows in like swamps so you don't see it often and like you probably wouldn't see it Mm -hmm. but it looks exactly the same as like normal sumac Uh, which I guess is, like, somewhat common. Poison sumac, the poison oak that I was talking about, and, like, poison ivy all use the same chemical weapon, which is called urushiol or something like that, to defend their territory from humans, specifically. And if you end up burning any of those ivies, the, uh, like poison sumac, poison oak, and poison ivy, if you, like, burn them, they release, like, a smoky cloud that uh, if you inhale it, it can cause, like, blood to fill your lungs and cause, like, pulmonary uh, edema, and, like, it can be fatal. Damn. Don't burn random plants. Yeah, a plant. Forest fires are extra scary. Or just even, like, if you're in the woods... And you're like, I just need to use some kind of random plant to start as kindling or something, right? Or as toilet paper. Uh. Oh, sh- oh, shit. Oh, shit. Don't wipe your ass with plants. Yeah. Oh. Some of them can kill you. But also be careful which toilet paper you bring camping with you. Make sure that it is safe for the environment. Thank you. That is my TED Talk. Welcome to our TED Talk. <laughs> be careful and be kind to plants and be careful to earth. Yeah, those plants can just fuck you up and literally kill you. It's crazy because they look like they're friendly other halves with like slight variations and that's what makes them like poison. But Mm. all of them produce like just shit to fuck with humans. That's it. (laughs) Just like a big fuck you humans. Yeah. Then there's other plants. The seeds of a flower called like morning glory. Contains a hallucinogen called lysergic acid amide. Amide? Amide? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is LSA. They were used in like 
ceremonies for centuries before the Spanish like invasion just to like get high and it's actually a natural relative of LSD. Slap plant just like totally fucks up your brain. Is it that white flower or is it just yeah it's like a white and like blue flower or whatever because i'm pretty sure we used to have it or some kind of variety of it that would grow at my dad's place when i was growing up so like some people used to like eat morning glory like seeds Mm -hmm. hoping to get like an lsd trip but would usually just end up like falling asleep or freaking out Mm -hmm. and back in the 60s one young man killed himself while under the influence of morning glory seeds Damn, I did not realize that that plant was quite as vicious as as it is. I mean, I always thought of it as a weed growing up, but it does have like a flower on it, so it looks kind of pretty, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's also a plant tribe called like Datteray or something that also contains plants that people consume to get high, uh, including one called Angel's Trumpet. And so Angel's Trumpet is like an agricultural nuisance, apparently, and like is considered a weed, but it contains chemicals known as tropade alkaloids, and those cause delusions, delirium, and sometimes death. Yeah. And in Germany, a teenager ingested angel trumpet seeds and cut off his penis and his tongue. Ah, damn. All right. So it's a bad, it's a bad one. Yeah. But that same plant also produces medicines that are used in treating asthma and Parkinson's disease. Okay. So not all bad. Only. So you get some good and some bad. Misuse, I'm assuming, probably leads to the more bad side effects of of this. Cutting stuff off. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another really well-known plant that's used in like a lot of literature and TV shows and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's poison hemlock. Mm-hmm. And that's used to kill off pesky philosophers like Socrates. In Maine, in 1992, someone died after eating three bites of hemlock root. In 2010, a woman died mistakenly after tossing hemlock into her salad. And that was just in Tacoma, Washington. Oh, shit. Yeah. So don't just pull random shit from your backyard and put it in your salad. And it's because it's like a lot of these dangerous plants don't look scary. Mm -hmm. Plants in general typically don't look scary. They look pretty. They look nice. Mm -hmm. They look inviting to like touch or find to step on or find to step around or whatever. Mm -hmm. But boy, they can fuck your shit up. Or just murder you. Straight up murder you. Uh, There's another one called pokeweed or something that's used in a lot of traditional like southern soul foods and grows as a weed in a lot of places Mm -hmm. if it's cooked improperly the plant can actually cause convulsions vomiting respiratory paralysis and death damn so that's something you got to be super careful with so don't eat at shitty places yeah yeah and then there's a plant called the castard and bean plant which is used in like landscaping designs and it's been used as a deadly poison which was actually used by walter white in breaking bad Oh, shit. How was it used? Like, what season? Do you know? It's processed to yield the deadly poison ricin? Ricin? Ricin, yeah. Yeah, ricin. And then there's oleander, which goes in gardens around the world, 
But like the castor bean plant, even though like it's used in like a lot of like designs and looks really pretty, Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty dangerous. If you chew even like a single leaf of the plant, it can make you extremely ill, almost terminally ill. And even honey made by bees that like pollinate using that flower can poison a person. Oh my goodness. That's a whole other interesting thing or part of the ecosystem that I have never even thought of. Like a a bee getting contaminated pollen from a plant that is poisonous. And then that. Yeah. And then it makes that honey. Mm -hmm. And like, how would you know? Like, what if that happened to some kind of commercial farm or something? How would you know until. You wouldn't. Until people start getting sick. Yeah. Paranoid. No, I'm paranoid. <laughs> now, presumably, local honey places are like pollinating their bees with specific like flowers, right? Yeah, like, they're that's probably true. in yeah, enclosed yeah. areas. And so I'm assuming that like local honey places and local like bee eries. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> bee farm. I think they're called bee farms. Bee farms. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> but I'm assuming that they would like have a very controlled bee pollination system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but right, bees right. in the wild, like if people are just like collecting like bee, like if someone has a beehive outside mm-hmm. their house or mm-hmm. or decides to be like an amateur at that and just lets their bees like kind of roam or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could get poisonous honey. It has at least happened at one point in the past, right? So mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't have a bee farm. Plants are fucking wild. Basically, through all of this, we can see that like plants, they can genuinely feel things. They can genuinely feel feel when they're in danger they want to help each other they are being researched for what neuro capacities they have mm-hmm. a lot of them help us too right mm-hmm. look at marijuana <laughs> it's great and it helps me with my chronic pain and like helps me with flare-ups and stuff like that and helps a lot of people i mean it helps with osteoporosis sleep sleep yeah helps me sleep anxiety for some people Well, and, like, there's different plants and different medicines, too. Mm -hmm. Like, the one that helps with, like, Parkinson's and asthma. Trees give us, like, oxygen. And so there's plants that do a lot of good for us. And they're just kind of so easy to just dismiss and kill. Mm -hmm. But we rely so heavily on plants. And, like, they might actually feel the shit that we do to them and the fact that we don't take care of them and the lack of care we give them. And that reminds me, I have to look this up. I saw this on TV, I'm pretty sure when I was a kid. I remember I might have been watching it with my dad. My dad watches a lot of, like, the History Channel, like how it mm-hmm. is now. He he usually watches it because he loves those storage wars or, like, any kinds of shows where they're like, going and finding antiques or, like, pawn shops or whatever, right? All mm-hmm. those, all those. But the History Channel also has a lot of those other types of shows where they talk about aliens or they talk about the Illuminati and the symbology at the White House and how they're, it's all controlled by the Illuminati. And I remember at one point, and maybe this was on TLC and not on the History Channel, but it had a very similar feel to it. And it was about this girl who said that she could communicate with plants. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna look this up. Um, girl who could talk to plants. Because it was a whole segment about these trees that would tell her about being cut down or, like, 
they're, t- they're telling her about their friends being cut down or something. And it was really kind of, it was like presented in a way that was almost kind of heartbreaking. Oh, Kind of what we've been talking about now, where it's like these plants could feel any- everything that was happening to them, right? Yeah. And it was presented as if it was a real thing that was happening, but she was also a little girl. So I'm not quite sure if that's something that she still... <laughs> If that's something then, yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Now, now I'm never going to find it, and it's just going to be that one <laughs> mysterious thing that I saw on TV a long time ago. No, it's gone. It's gone. I don't know. I can't find can't it can't believe you've done this. It was just, like, this little girl who was, like, talking about trees being in pain or, like, she would cry because the trees were hurting or something. It was really <laughs> sad, and, like, her her parents were also on the show. I don't know. Maybe, she, maybe they regretted it, so they took it down or something, <laughs> but... <laughs> If it's out there, then hopefully someone can send it out because that would be super interesting to see what her claims yeah. were and like how she could actually talk to them. Because I can't remember if it was like a telepathic thing or if she had to like touch them to get whatever yeah. the communication was, right? If you out there, tree girl, I'm super curious. I want to know. Like genuinely curious. I really want to know. That's basically that. Cool. That's that's crazy. That's super interesting. And, like, makes me feel guilty about all the plants I've killed in my life. I've killed many. It'll be interesting to see how much more research, too, is done, like, in the future with all this stuff. Because as technology just gets better, I feel like I'm hoping, at least, that we get better at researching things. We'll see the way that the world goes, maybe politically. But I'm hoping that, you know, we can just keep finding out all the answers to the world and so I can just know it all. Yeah. Because I want to know it all, you know? Same, honestly. I just want to know it all. And I want to know if me singing to my plants helps because I fucking will. But that's basically it. Cool. Conspiracy that plants can feel. Damn. Okay. <laughs> or ears, plants. All I hear is Riley taking bong hits oh, in the shoot. background. Maybe we, maybe I should have. Until I'm finished hitting, dog. I, f- I forgot that he was doing that. <laughs> I just smoked, so I immediately forgot what was happening in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can probably cut that out.